Heart connection. Heart connection. You know, when something's in your heart, it's going to flow out effortlessly. That's a statement that you just need to really get grasp a hold of. If something is in your heart, it will flow out effortlessly. And uh, last week we talked about uh, how to input your heart. We said the number one thing is your spirit, your spiritual man, your soul, your five senses. But uh, we didn't, when it comes to your soul, your will, your mind, and your emotions, uh, Joshua 1.8 talks about meditation. If you want to have great success, you meditate. Why? Because that will cause your heart to believe what you're meditating on, what you're meditating on. So Norman Vincent Peale has a good quote. He says, be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Talk health, happiness, prosperity to every person you meet. Make all your friends feel there is something special in them. Look at the sunny side of everything. Think only the best. Be as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. I thought that was so good. And uh, listen, a lot of times you and I may struggle with our walk with the Lord, with uh, serving God. And let me just say this. This is a good eye-opening thing. If it's a struggle, it's not in your heart. If you're struggling with healing, it's not in your heart. If you're struggling with prosperity, it's not in your heart. Now, don't get condemned on me. I mean, some of you just said, no, I don't. This is not for that. This is to help you and me. Because, listen, the things of God, he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Things with God are easy. So why do Christians struggle so much? not in your heart. I'm glad to learn that. I don't know about you, but that helps me. That helps me. Healing should not be difficult. Amen. It should not be. Prosperity, victory should not be. I'm not saying you're not going to have troubles. Obviously, if you're breathing on this planet, you're going to have issues. You're going to have things that happen. But this is the thing. If something that counters that is strong in your heart, it will be effortlessly as far as victory is concerned. Hallelujah. So just know that if you're struggling, it's probably a heart issue. It's probably a heart issue. You know, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 15. He said that uh, to the religious people, he says, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And sometimes you and I are like that. We can honor God with our lips. We can say what we, yeah, I believe that by stripes we're healed. But do you really believe that in your heart? I believe God wants me to prosper. But do you believe that in your heart? Because you can make money. But it just seems like it goes through. You got holes in your baskets because you don't believe that you should prosper. If your heart doesn't believe that, you can work. 20 hours a day. Hallelujah. So what does Christ bring when he comes to abide inside of you? Have you ever thought of that? I know there's been times way in my past when I was learning about Jesus living in me. It just seemed like 
for example, that he left healing out, then he stepped inside of my body. He left prosperity out. He set it off to the side, and then he stepped inside my body. Have you ever felt like that? What does Jesus bring to you? What does he bring to you? A lot of people, it's different things. It's different things. Uh, You know, you say, well, I know that God brings love. Yeah, he is love. So obviously, love is brought inside of you. If he's abide, the Bible says he abides in you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never do that. And people will quote that. But what else will never leave you nor forsake you? Healing will never leave you nor forsake you. Prosperity, all that God is, faith, hope, the fruit of the Spirit... All of that is in you, and it will never leave you. It's in there. Colossians 1.27. To them God willed to make known that are the riches, what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is the mystery? What are the riches? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen, all that he is, we we know this, but we have to start getting it into our heart. It's got to be so solid in our heart that when symptoms start coming upon you, you and I don't fear. COVID, you know, it it just blows up in Pueblo. Everyone is, it's just statistics are going off the charts. But the Bible says this, Psalms 91, a thousand might fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto me. That is only true if you believe that in your heart. You got to believe it in your heart. Let's do it. Let's get it into our heart. I'm telling you, people, when they come to church, this should be a place where people get healed. This should be a place where people get restored. This should be a place where people get changed. And for the glory and the goodness of God, they exalt and praise him. And there's no trouble worshiping God because, whoo, look what he done for me. But you got to believe that in your heart. It's got to get inside of you and me. It can't just be lip service. I know I believe in speaking faith. Mark eleven twenty three. You shall speak into this mountain. But that's not the only part of that scripture. The other part is you have to believe it in your heart. When you and I start believing in our heart, things will change effortlessly. Well, I got to really just strum this up. I got to get, you know, when you hear people that, I just really got to get hold of my faith. You just got to get it. You can just take a step back and go, it's not in your heart. When it's in your heart, it's going to flow like a river. It's going to flow. It's effortless. I'm telling you. And that's, that's God. You don't see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You don't see Jesus. Excuse me, guys. This is a dead person. I'm going to have to really get a hold of God now. I just really got to get a hold of God. No, he didn't do that. You don't see Jesus panicking or just really trying to get a hold of I mean, he comes up to a fig tree, and he's hungry, and it doesn't have any. He curses the fig tree. He, doesn't just, he just walks by and curses it. And I'm sure if I was one of the disciples, I'd go, that was weird. That, I mean, just fig tree didn't do anything to, for harm or whatever. He just cursed the fig tree. But this is the thing. When a fig tree has leaves on it, It's supposed to have figs. So if it has leaves and no figs, then it's a bad tree. So Jesus said, I'll take care of this tree. 
And the disciples just thought, wow, nothing, nothing it appeared to seem to happen. But the next morning, they walked right by going out of town on the same trail. That tree was just all withered and dead on a door now. And all the disciples, then they get excited. Then they just say, "Woo! wow, Jesus, that tree, look at it, that you spoke. It did die. As if it, there was a question that it would. It didn't die that day. It died when he spoke to it. Because the Bible says it died from the roots. And when something dies from the root, it still looks healthy. But after a while, the roots will tell everything else about that tree. You're dead. You're dead. We need to believe like that. How do we believe like that? Well, you got to, like I said last week, you're spiritual man. We have to get attuned to it. We have to know, first of all, what's inside of it. This says Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's a mystery. When Paul started to teach like this, it was a mystery to the Gentiles. It was really a mystery to everybody. This is a mystery I want to tell you guys. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And for thousands of years, we've still been treating like for God's up in heaven, and we got to pull heaven down to Pueblo to get God to move. How's that been working for you? When we have an awakening and realize what has been inside of us all along, when you gave your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you were transformed. The Bible says you become a new creature in Christ. What happens? Everything that Christ is comes inside of you. Nothing missing, nothing left out. And so it's no longer, God, would you? God, please heal. God, would you do this? And let me, I tell you what, God's merciful. You still see people get healed when people are begging and, and pleading and doing this, and you still see people get healed. Thank God. But I'm telling you, the ultimate easiest thing is to realize, instead of doing something out here, is to look on the inside of here and realize, I've got it. Healing is mine. I am going to stand and believe that it's working in me. It is. Your heart needs to be talked to. Your spiritual man, your, your senses, your soul, meditating. The NLT, Colossians 1.27 says this. For God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. What does it mean to share his glory? His goodness, everything he is. How can you share what you don't have? People say that, but this is the problem. We do have it. We just don't know we have it. And God says since you have it, it's your responsibility and my responsibility to share what we have. And what do you have? All of the goodness of God is inside of you and me today. Today it's in there. So I just tell you what, we need to just meditate on these things. Christ is inside of me. The power for healing is inside of me. The power for me to prosper is inside of me. The power for every need to be met is inside of me. Now you start talking like that, your brain's going to go, no, I don't think so. And your heart may go, hmm, I don't know. So your job and my job, the Bible says, is to guard your heart. You have to train your heart to say, this is what you have. This is what you have. Why? Because you remember we talked about your heart knows every cell in your body knows what you believe. And so whatever 
it may be even wrong what you believe, but every cell in your body will do according to what your heart believes. And it will believe what your heart believes. Every cell in your body will believe what your heart believes, even if it's wrong, even if it's a lie. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. I quote that a lot. One spirit. Mike and God are one. You and God are one on the inside of you. You're one. You're one. Everything that he is, you are. Not going to be when you get to heaven. If the devil can just keep lying to you and me, when we all get to heaven... What a glorious day that will be. What's the matter? Didn't y'all sing that in church growing up? I, we sang that. I mean, we sang that. So, you know, we thought it's hell on earth and we're going through hell, but praise God, one day, one day, one glorious day, not today, but one glorious day when we get to heaven, it's going to be great. The devil loves for all the Christians to believe like that. Why? Because he can drag you through hell and back and say, pull you through a knothole backwards and go, woo! But don't worry about it. Just hang on. You're getting old. It won't be long. You'll see it. You'll feel it. Listen, that was not, you know, most people believe that God just came just so you and I can go to heaven. That is such a tremendous blessing. But John 10.10 says he came to give you life. I said John 10.10 says he came to give you and me life. Abundant life. Why aren't we experiencing it? I believe the biggest reason is because of our heart. I don't have time to go through this, but the Bible talks about wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Just know this, that your treasure is kind of like an indicator in your car dashboard. You know, when something lights up, you know, mine just lit up this week. It says, it's time to change your oil. Well, it's telling you something about your vehicle. That's the same thing about where your treasure is. It's telling you something about your heart, where your heart is. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't have enough time. But the power of believing in your heart. There is tremendous power inside of us when we believe in our heart. You're believing something in your heart today. People say, well, I just don't know if I'm believing. You're believing something. It may be wrong. It may be a false. But everybody's believing something today in your heart. Everybody is believing something today in your heart. But there's tremendous power, whether it's a negative thing or a positive thing. We just don't realize how powerful we are. You know, we say, yeah, we're creating the image of God. And then we just live like everybody else. We are created in the very image of God. God. I said God. There is tremendous power that is inside of us. We're not, going to, <laughs> we're not getting more power when we get to heaven. We're not getting more power when we get to heaven. I don't know about you, but that's just a slap you upside the head statement. Because... You and I have the power today. Who needs power in heaven when there's no sickness up there? There's no devil up there. There's no poverty up there. 
And people are, are thinking that's where the power is? That, no. You don't even need electricity up there. God is the light. There won't even be a sun. He's going to be the, the bright and morning star, man. He's going to light up everything. Just, I mean, there's nothing that you're going to need. It's here and now. You need the power now, and God says, I've got that covered. I do know this. Hope is something that a lot of people, especially around the world, it just seems like hope is just draining out of everybody on this planet. But this is what the Bible says, Proverbs 13, 12, when it talks about hope in your heart. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. If you don't have hope in your heart, it could physically cause you sickness in your body. We don't know how powerful we are, I'm telling you. But when there's hope in your heart, it can start giving you a fresh breath of air in your physical body. We're going to talk a couple more things about that. But when there is the absence of hope inside of us, you and I just don't work right. Your body won't even work right when there's an absence of hope. It's kind of like a car with, a ga- with no gas. Woo, that's a good-looking car. Ooh. Look at that brand new Corvette. You know, they got the mid engine in the Corvette now. I mean, it does Mach 1. I mean, it's just fast. It looks cool. But guess what? If there's no gas in that Corvette, it will not produce anything. It will not produce anything. What could produce doesn't produce. What could function doesn't function. It's the same way with you and me. If there's no hope in your heart, what could produce will not. What could function will not. There's something that is missing that is needed, vitally needed. I don't care how great that Corvette is. If you can never put gas in it, it is of no use. It is no use. I want to get in it and start it and push the pedal. When my wife is not around. But anyway, (laughs) what we know can be a perception of truth, but not the truth. What you know, what you even may think is truth, could be a perception of truth. But your heart believes what you believe. Even though it may be false, it may be a perception. There's many Christians that believe it's the will of God for them to be sick. For many Christians, it's the will of God for them to uh, being poor is just a, it, it just makes you feel better because you know being poor uh, just you you just know that you're more spiritual if you're poor. There's people who will believe that, and guess what? Their heart will do. It will do everything to make that come to pass. It will do everything to make that come to pass. I I just know that there's been times. When people who think that they don't deserve something good, they can get a good job and they can't hang on to it. They get fired or the company closes. And you think, oh, that's really bad. I'm not saying that's happened to everybody. I mean that, that, that because of your heart. I'm just giving you this is a significant thing that could be happening because of your heart. If you don't think that you're supposed to... Prosper, if you don't think you're supposed to have make money, your heart will do everything. You will be, 
like a magnet to lose your job. You'll be a magnet to lose money. Listen, you can go on all the health. I am all for eating right. I, I said I'm all for it. I, I don't do it all the time. I'm just I don't want anybody judging me after it. Hey, Pastor, I saw you at the Sonic the other day. Yes, you did. But I'm all for eating right, exercising, and treating your body right. But I'll say this. You can do all of that and take all the vitamins that the vitamin cottage has. But listen to me. If your heart believes in sickness, you're going to be sick. If your heart believes... If your heart believes, you know, it's just like Murphy's Law. If sickness is coming down the road, I'm going to get it. I'm going to catch it. You will. Why? Because your heart believes that. And if you believe that, it will come to pass. And a lot of people, especially Christians, oh, the devil's after me. He could be. Let me just back up and say every sickness isn't like this. But I am saying this. The majority is. Everybody still love the pastor. I got a friend who teaches like this from time to time, and he says, I don't feel any love in the room, you know. So uh, I know this is going to help us, though. This will help you and me. But why? Because God wants you and I to walk in health and healing. And if sickness comes on you, you can take a step back and say, whoa, 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 whoa. No. I'm not going to accept that. I'm not. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not batting a 1,000% of this. But, you know, even in the major leagues, if you bat 400, you're a superstar. 400. That's 4 out of 10. So, I mean, if we could do, at least do as good as baseball, man, you'll, you'll be a hero. I think we can do better than that. Have you ever felt kind of down someday and, and you just don't feel like doing anything and your wife says, oh, I just go do here. No, I don't I just, I just want to lay on the couch and, you know, just drink coffee and everything. Not that that's ever happened to me, but uh, you just, just want to do that. But you get one phone call from one of your best friends and says, oh, let's go to the car show. Or let's go do this. And you go, yeah. And you light up like a Christmas tree. And everything in your physical body changes. Everything changes. Your emotions light up. What happens? Nothing changed as far as your physical body is, but you changed your physical outlook. You did that. You did it. You didn't take any drugs. You didn't drink anything. You just changed. You went from, honey, you want to do this? No, I don't feel like it. You want to do that? No, you want to do that. Uh, you want to watch TV? No, I don't want to do that. But then somebody calls. You want to? Yes! You changed the situation. You did that. Something happened inside of your heart. Your emotions touched your heart. Your emotions touched your heart, and your heart changed your physical outlook. You are wonderfully, powerfully creative. Inside of you. The power of a believing heart. Matthew twenty two twenty nine. 29. Jesus answered them, 
you are deluded because your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scripture or the power of God. He didn't say anything else about their mind, about their spirit. He said, your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures or the power of God. Tony Cook, a good friend of mine, he, he says this, identification. He is now in us, and we are now in him. He experienced our humanity and took the full brunt of punishment for our sin so that we could partake fully of the benefits of his righteousness. The full benefit of his righteousness. Well, let me just give you some of these heart scriptures about your, your body. Proverbs 14.30. A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body. But envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. It says just there is something about having peace inside of your heart that will cause your body to be well. The Passion Translation says a tender, tranquil heart will make you healthy, but jealousy can make you sick. Jealousy can make you sick. Psalms 38, 7. For my loins are full of inflammation, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. He's talking about physical things happening in his body. He is really sick. He's really sick in his body, and he realizes this. And then he says, I'm feeble and severely broken. I groan. All of this is happening and transpiring because of the turmoil of my heart. Lord, all my desires before you, and my sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pants. My strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. Psalm 73, 21. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. I looked up reins. You think, reins, what does that mean? My heart was grieved. So there's something going on in his heart. And because his heart was grieved, he was pricked in his reins. Reins is kidneys. It's Strong's number 3629. You can look it up. For those who just think I'm pulling this out of the air. Strong's Concordance says reins is your kidneys. I'm telling you, man. You can be grieved in your heart and it will affect your kidneys. This is a pretty powerful message, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thankful for medication to get your kidneys to work right. I'm thankful that you can have a kidney uh, transplant, kidney transfusion. All that medical stuff? Yeah, where they run your blood through a machine, clean it, and put it back in pain. What is it? That too. All of those things. Aren't you thankful for that? People would be dead today if we didn't have that. But how about realizing the power of your heart to affect your kidneys? Just saying. And I'm not saying everybody who has kidney trouble, you know, has a bad heart. I am not saying that. But I am saying what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says that if your heart's grieving, it can affect your kidneys. How do you see and relate to God? It's going to be a heart issue. 
how you see God, how you relate to God. In the Old Testament, it was all about performance. It was all about if I keep these commandments, I get blessed. It's how we, they related to God in the Old Covenant. Christians today are still living under the same Old Covenant mentality. And your heart is affected that way because you, that's the way your heart believes. If I do good, then God is going to bless me. But if I do bad or something messes up, then I'm going to get cursed. I'm going to receive the curse. If I don't live right 24-7, I, I'm just not going to be blessed. Your heart's going to believe that even though it's not true. Even though that's not what we are under. And so I'm just going <laughs> to... We read the Old Testament, but we are not under the Old Covenant. There's a big difference. You can be taught and you should be taught from the Old Testament, but you are not under the law of the Old Law in the Old Testament. Romans 6.14 for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you not, for you are not under law, but under grace. I mean, out of just about everything I've preached, I've get more people mad at me saying things like this. And I'm thinking, that I could be wrong, but if, but if I'm blurry in my vision, but that's what the Bible says. That I'm not under the law. You are not under the law. People think, you know, we just need to get this and we need to get that. You know, we just need to bring these laws up, you know, and everything. And I'm thankful. I know what people are doing. I'm not, uh, you know, put, tearing down the Ten Commandments. I know what that stands for. In my heart, it stands for what God is or whatever, but I'm not under the law. Neither are you. And people get upset at me about that. If you write a letter, just throw it away because I'm going to do the same thing. But anyway, the devil loves it when we are still under the law because he can bring that to your face and to my face all the time. And guess what happens when he does that and you accept that? You're going to feel guilt. You're going to feel shame. And people who are guilty and shameful, it's hard for, for God to manifest his love through them. Because of that, Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances or the law that was against us, which was contrary to us. He took it all out of the way, and he nailed it to the cross. The law's been nailed to the cross, ladies and gentlemen. That's where it is. But it's unfortunate that you and me take it down and say it's pertinent to our life when Jesus nailed it to the cross. And having spoiled, listen to me, because the law is nailed to the cross, it spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphantly over it. Everything that the devil had to come against you and me has been and through the law, and now that law has been nailed to the cross. So when the devil says, you broke this, oh, I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. I'm so glad that I'm under grace. And the law is underneath my feet, and I live by the grace of God, and I am righteous 
and righteousness will cause me to come above that sin that I just did. I know I did wrong. I'm not saying I didn't do wrong. I'm saying I did do wrong. But righteousness will elevate me above the sin that I just committed. But do you believe that in your heart? If you don't, listen to me. (laughs) Oh, you will struggle with sin. Listen to the Passion Translation. I love how this says it, Colossians 2. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. Man, just soak that in right there. Did you hear that? He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and our old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. You want to see my sin? Go to the cross. It's nailed right there. You want to see my weakness? Go to the cross. It's right there. You want to see my sickness, my poverty, everything that's part of the curse? Go to the cross. That's where it's at. He goes and says, then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. We have authority. We have power because of what was nailed to the cross. We say we have authority. But how much authority do you think you have? If your heart believes that you have authority over sickness and disease, Your body will line up to that. It will. You say, man, I I don't know about that power. This is why you just need to keep coming to church. Keep hearing message after message after message till your heart starts getting its ears attuned. You ever seen a dog, you know, just laying there staring at you or whatever? You know, if you say, if you say its name, it's working. It's working. Pricks up its ears. You want something to eat? Its tail begins to wag. It's going to get some, it, it, it knows something in its heart. It knows something. It's going on. You and I need to prick up your ears. You don't have to do the tail wagging, but you do need to prick up your ears. You need to prick up your ears and believe what God's word says about you and me. Amen. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. I prosper. Whatever I put my hand to prospers. I've got to start talking like that. I've started to believe in like that. I've got to meditate on that so my heart will start believing that. Because once your heart believes it, Billy Wayne says this. Money's attracted. It's not pursued. First time I heard him say that years ago, I went, say what? He said, Mike. Money is attracted. It's not pursued. And I thought, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if that makes sense. I just don't know. I was just neutral. I just thought, that's just a weird statement. Money's attracted. It's not pursued. And then when I started learning about the heart, ding, 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 ding. It got a hold of me. It got a hold of me. It's about your heart. If you are poverty mentality, 
But if you know that I am the head and not the tail, if your heart knows that prosperity, Deuteronomy 8 says that he's given you the ability to acquire wealth. That ability is in you and me. But if your heart doesn't believe that, it will not happen. But if your heart believes that, money will come knocking on your door. And by that, it could be a job promotion, a better job, something. I don't know. I'm not going to put God in a box and say, well, it has to go this way. No, but if your heart starts believing that, you will start knocking on doors and you open up one door and there will be a promotion. There will be a raise. There will be an investment that you can do. That happened to me. You know, you just start thinking that way and, man, all of a sudden, the investments start opening themselves up to you. Mm. No, money's not going to fall from heaven. But if your heart starts believing anything, doors of opportunity will start coming. Are you hearing me? Ah, one of the major contributors to our sickness is guilt. Let me close with this. I need to finish this up. But why? Because we're not, our bodies weren't designed to live in guilt and shame. They're just not created that way. So if the devil can make you feel guilty or shameful about something because you're a lawbreaker, then he knows the door's been open for you and I to get sick. I'm not saying all sickness, okay? Just, I'm just saying, but one of the major contributors is this. I truly believe if somebody, you know, oh, when I was younger, you know, I slipped around, I did this and I did that. And then when they get older, they regret it and they're sorry. But I'm going to tell you something about being sorrowful. It will not set you free just because you're sorry. You have to repent. And you say, oh, well, that's what repentance is, is being sorry. No. Repentance means that you think, you think differently. Let me just give you this real quick. Repent means change the way you think so you can believe and your heart correctly. That's what repentance means. If you look it up in the Strong's, repent, 3340 means to change one's mind. Repentance is 3341 in the Strong's. It means to change one's mind. If you don't truly do that, you can be sorrowful and cry all the tears, but nothing will change in your heart. That's powerful. If you don't believe differently in your heart, how about this? You truly haven't repented. Even though you shed the tears, if you don't think differently in your heart, you truly haven't repented. Thinking differently will change your heart. Oh. I'm going to take five more minutes. You can throw stones at me when I'm done. I just got to say this. To decide. To decide. Did you know that's a Latin word comes from the Latin. It means to cut off. What? It means to cut off in the Latin. What it means is to cut off all other options. When you decide you cut off all other options, and I'll add this, and all other excuses. So decision is a strong thing for your heart and my heart. We need to get to the point to where there's no other option. Boom, I'm going to decide. The Lord is the Lord that healeth me. Now, you can't just give that lip service or we'll be coming to your funeral, okay? 
I'm just saying. Are you hearing me? And you can't just say, well, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to quit my job. You'll be living out of our food pantry. No, it's got to be in your heart because if it's in your heart, it will come to pass. I said, if it's in your heart, it will come to pass. Well, I tried and it failed. No, 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 no. Don't Christians say that all the time. I tried the healing stuff. I tried that faith stuff. It just doesn't work. Reason, it works. It's just not in your heart. That's why it doesn't work. If it's not in your heart, it will not work. But you've got to decide. You've got to get to a point where I'm going to decide. And decide is like, uh, what was it, the early uh, explorers that came, and, that, and I forgot that guy's name, and he says, okay, we're going to burn the ships. What does that mean? We ain't going back. We're here to stay. And they go, well, let's just leave one. Let's just leave one. No, he burned them all. Why? No options. We're either going to make it or else. We decide. That's what we got to get in our heart when it comes that I'm the righteousness of God. I'm prosperous. I've got the goodness of God in me. Oh, I'm accepted by God. I've been made the head. You've got to decide that in your heart 1,000% with no options, no excuses. Well, you know, I've got, no, no, no excuses, no but. You know, I've said this. Everything that you believe is behind the but. Well, you know, I know God is good, but, okay, what do you really believe now? I know that God is good, but, you know, sometimes you say, okay, that's what you believe. And guess what? That's what's in your heart. But we need to get everything that the Bible says into our heart so that no matter what, you can decide and take it to the bank. It's going to happen. I am going to walk in health and healing. you got to decide that. I am going to walk in the blessings of God. Jesus said all of the promises of God are Yes and amen. It's to those who know that in their heart. This message will help you. Oh, I got halfway through my message. Any sense of guilt will cause you to have a feeling that you need to be punished. Any feeling of guilt will cause you to have a feeling that you need to be punished. And so what happens? The devil just brings sickness to you, you, and you swallow it hook, line, and sinker. This is why we need to be free from it. This is why you need to know you're righteous. A righteous person, you can't, they're Teflon. You put guilt on them, and it slides off. You younger people may not know what Teflon is, but Teflon, you know, that's that skillet. You put stuff in, and it just it slides around like anything. Anyway, we must be established in our heart. And the things that we have to be established on is what God says about you and me. That you are righteous. Healing is inside of you. Everything that God is is inside of you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. All that God is and his goodness is inside of me. And it's because of Jesus and nothing about Mike Davis. Decide that. I have all of this not because I deserve it. I don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve all of this. I don't. And I can't do anything to get to where or position myself to deserve it. But it's because of Jesus. Woo! That's why we worship him. That's why we serve him. That's why we love him. It's all because of Jesus. 
Not only is he my savior, he's provided everything that I need in this life. And he's given me the ability to walk in it. We just need to change our heart and line up to it so what's in your spirit can get out here. Everybody say, it's in me. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name. All of our eyes, like Paul said, would be awakened. That we would see things we haven't seen before. We know lots of scriptures, Father. Many of us here know so many scriptures and we can quote so many things. But help us not to be as the Pharisees and the Sadducees and say, Yeah, you're honoring me with your lips. But your heart, that's where the issue is. Help us to see our heart. Help us to see those indicators on the dashboard to to help us to realize where our heart is. And then so we can correct it, God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy that we can correct our heart. I mean, instantaneously, we can start correcting our heart. Oh, so that we can be recipients of everything that is in us. Help us to see that, God. Eyes to see. In Jesus' name. Amen.